Good evening. Today we'll be studying the 14th chapter of Hilchot Machalot Asurot. This chapter will deal with the different ways one would be liable for eating uh, forbidden foods. Um, compared to the other chapters, it is a little bit shorter relatively. And with that, we'll begin Perek Arba Asar. And it's a chapter with some really important fundamentals um, in terms of Machalot Asurot. And definitely, definitely recommend listening to this chapter even a couple of times. Because again, it has some really important um, fundamentals regarding Hilchot Machalot Asurot. Perek Arba Asar, Hilchot Perek Arba Asar, Halacha Aleph. Kol Isure Machalot Shebatorah Sheuran Bechezait Benuni. Ben Lemalkut, Ben Lecharet, Ben Limita Bide Shamaim. The minimum quantity that one must consume of all the forbidden foods um, prohibited by the Torah in order to be liable for Malkut. Uh, which would be for violating a scriptural law, or for karet, um, or mitabi deshamayim, all of which, again, are scriptural law. Uh, one would violate scriptural law if he ate them. Um, the different punishments are malkut, which are lashes by the bedin. Karet is pretty much being uh, cut off from the Jewish people and not having um, your uh, soul live after you die, and mitabi deshamayim is that you're, um, you can t- the court doesn't put you to death, but you're liable for death um, by um, by the heavens. And um, when we say kizait benunit, we are not speaking about the weight of a medium-sized olive. Rather, we are talking about the volume of a medium-sized olive, which is very, very different. And the volume can be measured by water displacement. If anyone wants to try that. And as we mentioned in Hilchot Isure Bi'a Perik Aleph, that anyone who is liable for um, for karet or mitabi de shamaim, for consuming a forbidden food, is given the punishment for, is liable for the punishment of, um, of Malkut. And this standard of the kezait to um, it for which someone who eats a kezait um, of any of the forbidden foods would thereby make him liable for punishment, along with all of the shi'urin, along with all of the um, quantities, are all halakha Moshe misinai. And this is actually a mahlokit in the Gemara, in Masichet Yomad, Ayn Dalid, Amud Aleph, a mahlokit between Rabbi Yohanan and Rish Lakish. Um, Rish Lakish um, says that anyone who eats um, something forbidden that is less than a kezait is only Asur Midrabanan, but the halakha here, Harambam, follows the opinion of. Rabbi Yohanan, that anyone who eats less than the minimum quantity, namely anyone who eats, namely anyone who eats less than a kezait, actually violates um, the Torah law, but um, does, is not liable for um, for malkut. But if he ate any amount um, that is less um, than the kezait, he is liable only. In contrast to if he ate the kezait, which would um, cause him to be liable for malkut, 
Um, again, the distinction that we're making here is if anyone ate a kezait or more, he would be liable for um, for malkut. However, if he ate less than a kezait, it is still a surmah Torah, but he would only receive the punishment of uh, makat mardut. gimal. And this again follows the opinion of Rabbi Yohanan, not Rish, Rish Lakish. Halachagimal. Kezait she'amarnu, chutz mishleven hashinaim. When we say the measure of a kezait, it excludes the food that is stuck in the teeth. However, what is inside the mouth, um, aside from the food that is stuck in the teeth, so for example, if it is stuck um, on the side of your cheek or on the top of your mouth or anywhere else in the palate, um, he it that yes that is that is that combines with whatever you swallowed, because um your throat um, gained benefit and had enjoyment from eating something that was asur, because again it got stuck um, inside your mouth and you did in fact taste um, taste the food. Um, in contrast to if the food got stuck in your feet, you didn't really taste. Food got stuck in your teeth, you didn't really taste it, because. Um, and this is um, pretty, yes, yeah, pretty obvious. Afilu achal kachasizayit vehekio vehazar veachal to hachasizayit atzmosheki hayav sheen hachiyuv ela al hanaat hagaron bechizayit midavar haasur. Even if someone ate half a kezayit and then regurgitated it, then ate the same half of a kezayit that he regurgitated it, he is liable because the for one to be liable, it comes from the enjoyment by the palate of the um, of the kezait of a forbidden food. And since you um, you you um, enjoy your palate enjoyed um, a combined kezait, you would be liable um, for that, even though um, you regurgitated the food. The same food. Someone who ate a kezait of helev, which is the forbidden fats of the animal, or a nevela, which is an animal um, that um, died naturally or was um, died naturally not from any type of disease, or it was. Um, shehita was done on it, but the sheh- something went wrong with the shehita. Or um, pigul, um, we mentioned pigul in Perik Yod, just as a refresher. Uh, pigul is when um, a korban was slaughtered, and um, the intent was for it to be eaten um, only after um, the time passed. So if um, you were only able allowed to eat. There's certain the, the rule for certain for many of the korbanot is that you could you only have a uh, you have a um, a window um, to eat. You have a time frame to eat the korban. So pigul is pretty much if you do shechita on the korban and you intend and when you slaughter the animal, you intended to eat it after the time frame. That's pigul, which is a um, it, it is a Torah prohibition um, to do this. Um, and notar is any. Um, any meat from the korban that was left over after the time frame passed um, for which you were allowed to eat it. So again, the kezait of helev or nevela or pigul or anything of that sort um, that um, was left in the sun and dried up and shrunk. Anyone who ate it at this um, in this 
in this um, in this state would um, would be patur would not be liable for eating um, a forbidden food because again it is less than a kizayit here. Hazar alav karet. Yes, because in in the other because in the case where it dried up and shrunk, we don't really have a kizayit in this case. Hazar he's not consuming a kizayit. Hazar alav kizayit If he went back and left. Um, this kezait of again helev nevela pigul notar anything of that sort and left it in the rain and it swelled up to its original size of the kezait. If he one ate it, he would be liable for karet or malkut because he is effectively now eating a kezait of isur. alav. If originally the um, the the it was less than a kezait, but it swelled up to a kezait. It is forbidden, but he's not liable um, for makut if he ate this. Because from the outset, there was no um, Torah prohibition on this food item. Um, and only after it swelled up, um, it became, um, only after it changed form and changed, um, and changed size, um, the it became forbidden, but he would not be liable for malkut. In contrast to the case that we mentioned before, that originally he had a kezait, and then it shrunk, and then it swelled up. Um, in contrast to this case, where you never, where you, it was less than a kezait from the get go, and then it swelled up, and um, and became a kezait. It would be prohibited to eat it, but you would not receive malkut. We already mentioned um, in, I believe, Perik Dalid, that all of the prohibited foods in the Torah don't combine with one another to make up a kezait, with the exception of the meat of a nevela, which combines with the meat of a terefa, and all the things that are forbidden to a nazir that we will explain in Hilchut Nazirut Perekhe. Hamisha mina tevua ukmahin shelahen vabbesechot shelahen hakon mistarifin lechazait ben the isur hamis pesach ben the isur hadash midifne haomer ben the isur maaser maaser sheni utrumot. The five types of grains, however, along with their flour and dough, do combine to form a kezait um, regarding the prohibition of hametz on Pesach and the, re- and the prohibition of new produce before the um, Korban HaOmer and the prohibition of Ma'asir um, Sheni, which is the um, separating of some of the produce that the owners take it and eat it in Yerushalayim or can do pidyon on it, and Terumot, which is the parts of the produce that are given to the Kohanim. Harabam says that in his opinion, whatever, um, yeah, that whatever is liable to, um, any produce that is liable for teruma in ma'aser, um, combines to a kezait, combines to form a kezait regarding 
tevil since they all fall under the same category. Ha lemaze dome linvelat hashor velinvelat hasse velinvelat hassevi shen misterefin lechazayit kemo shebarnudis. Harambam compares to the nevelah of an ox, the nevelah of a sheep, and the nevelah of a deer, all of which are under the same category of nevelah, and all of which combine to form the kezayit as we mentioned in Perik Dalit. Halachazayin. Ha'okhel achila gedola midavar asur. En mechayevin oto malkut o karet al kol kazayit vechazayit. Ela chiyuv echad lechol ha'achila. If an individual ate a very large amount of forbidden foods, he is not liable for malkut or karet on every single kezayit that he eats. Rather, he is liable um, for the he is liable um, once for malkut and karet for the entire meal, not on every kezayit that he eats. Ve'im hayu ha'edim matrin bosh bishat achila al kol kezayit vechazayit hayav al kol hatra'a vatra'a ve'afad pishehi achila achat velo hifsik. However, if there were witnesses that warned him during the time that he was eating this large amount of food, and they warned him on every kezayit that he ate, he would be liable um, for every for every um, warning that he received. Um, yes, for every separate warning, even though he is eating um, one meal. If someone ate um, barley seeds or, oh sorry, no, sorry, if someone ate the size of a, ate forbidden foods, the size of a barley seed or a mustard seed and then paused, and then came back and ate the size of a barley seed of a mustard seed until he um, complete and continued on like this until he completed the kezayit, the size of a kezayit, whether intentionally or unintentionally. The rule is the following. If um, the time taken from the beginning to the end um, was such that he um, that it was was the amount of time that it would take to eat three bitsim, um, the entire amounts eaten combined together, and he is liable for a malkut or karet or uh, liable for a korban. Um, if he yes. Um, just as he would if he ate the entire kezayit um, in one shot. And this me measure of shalosh besim is also known as kede um, achilat paris. And the paris was was half the amount of a se'uda. And the se'uda, as we mentioned in Hilchot Eruvin, is the volume of... Um, of six was is the is bread the volume of six betzim. Um, this measure of kedachilat paris of being shalosh betzim um, is subject to machloket. Famously, Rashi says that it is um, four that the measure of achilat paris is four betzim. However, Harambam uh, here is pretty clear that kedachilat um, paris is um, three betzim. 
And again, just as the measure of um, the kizait that I mentioned at the opening of the chapter, it is the volume of um, three medium-sized bitsim, um, three medium-sized eggs. So if, however, the time taken from the beginning to end was longer than uh, it would take to eat three besim, um, even if there was no actual pause and he just ate um, several mustard seeds one after another once he took longer than the time it would take to eat th- three besim um, with, to combine yes to combine um, yes since again yes once he t- took longer than it would take to eat the three besim in order to, com- to complete the eating of the kizayit they don't co- combine together and he would be uh, exempt. Halachatet. Vechena shotere viichi lisetam yenam meat meat, o shehim ha eta hames bapesach, o eta helev ugmao meat meat, o sheshatam in haddam meat meat. The similarly, if one drank um, a reviit of setam yenam slowly, or if he mushed hamets on pesach um, and Yes, or if he melted um, forbidden fats, um, all of which would oshata, um, or if he drank blood slowly, slowly. All of these things are when we were assuming here that um, all of these things are now in a type of liquid form. The rule is if the time taken from the beginning of the drinking to the end was such as it would take um, to drink the um, to drink a revit, which is a quarter of a log. Then everything uh, combines together, and he would be um, liable. But the imlav and mistafin. But if um, they, but if he doesn't, if again um, the time taken to drink was the same time it would take to drink the Revi'it of a log, um, he would not, um, if it, yes, if the time, if he did it longer than it would take to drink the Revi'it of a log, he would not be liable. Halakha yod. Kol ha'ochalin ha'asurin, eno hayav alehen, ad sheyochal otan derech hana'a, chutz mi basar bechalav, vechil'eh hakeren. So, all, um, one would not be liable for eating anything forbidden um, unless he eats them in such a manner that he would derive enjoyment from eating them, aside from the prohibition of eating basar behalav, meat and milk, and kil'eha kerem. Kil'eha kerem is a mixed produce, um, that is, uh, produce that is mixed with, um, vine- with the vineyard. The fi shelone emar bahen achila. Because in the Torah, when it prohibits Basar Bechalav and Kileha Kerem, the Torah um, did not use the expression of Achila for them, just as a refresher. 
Um, the Torah uses to prohibit basar behalav, and for kilah kerem, the Pazuk says pentik dash hamelea min hayekev utuvuat hamelea hazera asher tizara utuvuat hakarem. So both of these basar um, behalav, and that that's the Pazuk that prohibits kilah kerem, and the prohibition, the word of the prohibition is pentik dash. Um, which um, prohibits which, which prohibits that. So, both again of the cases of basar b'halav and kilah kerem, the Torah does not use language of achila. Um, rather, it um, the prohibition of eating basar b'halav and kilah kerem is expressed in other terms. Those ter- terms are bishul, as I mentioned, and hekdesh, um, which prohibits the two of them even. Um, and they were, even if they were eaten in a manner, uh, in the in such a manner that no enjoyment would be um, would be had when he ate them. Ketzad halacha How is how exactly does this, does this apply? Hareshim ha et hachelev ugmao keshehu ham ad shenichva shenichva mimenu o sheachal chelev hai o sheerev devarim marim kigon rosh. For example, if someone um, melted fat and drank it while it is so hot that it burned his throat, or if he ate the halev while it was raw, or if he mixed bitter ingredients, uh, for example, um, rosh and la'ana, I'm not sure exactly what these um, are but they're bitter, um, but they're bitter um, ingredients and herbs that would cause the yain um, um or whatever food that's in the pot to be very very bitter. So if you mix um, these bitter ingredients like rosh and lana into yain or into a pot that there was um, that yes the, into the dish of a nevela a pot that was nevela was being cooked in it and then ate the mixture. Or if he ate um, forbidden foods um, after it went bad and became spoiled and um, and was pretty much rendered unfit uh, for human consumption, anyone who eats any of these things are um, would be uh, would be patur would be exempt from punishment. But it seems to be that in halacha. In Perek Yod Zayin, Bezdat Hashem, we'll see in the next couple of days, it is prohibited to eat these types of food because of the prohibition of Baltisha Kesuna to um, act in um, or engage in disgusting or abominable activity. However, if you mixed something bitter in the pot or a dish, of basar bechalav, or in the wine of wine that was made out of kileh um you would be liable, um, even though it is not derechana'a, You would still again be liable for um, basar bechalav and kileh hakerem if you would eat it and not derive benefit from it. Halachayot bet ha'ochel ma'achal v'ma'achalot ha'asurot derech sehok o kemit asik. If um, someone ate forbidden foods. Um, playfully or jokingly, or mitasek uh, is while he was unaware. And even though 
Um, his intention isn't directed towards eating per se. Once he derives benefit from it, he is liable just as his intention, just as someone whose intention would be to um, actually eat um, to eat the forbidden foods. In the case of someone who was forced to eat forbidden foods and um, regarding that type of enjoyment, the rule is the following. If he intended to enjoy the forbidden foods, it is um, prohibited. Um, but if not, um, if he didn't um, intend to enjoy and gain benefit from the food that he is eating, um, it would be mutar. Someone who eats a forbidden food um, to satisfy his um, hunger or because of famine, he would be liable. He would be hayav. He would be liable for punishment. <coughs> But if someone happened to be wander, wandering in the wilderness and has nothing aside from um, forbidden foods to eat, he is permitted to eat it because um, he might die if he does not eat it. And this halakha um, is a little bit reminiscent of something that we mentioned in Hilchot Shevitat Asor Perik Bet. A pregnant woman who um, caught a whiff of forbidden foods and um, developed cravings for it. For example, Besar um, Kodesh is food designated um, meat um, that was to be brought on the Mizbeah or to be eaten by the Kohanim or uh, meat of a pig. We feed her from the gravy or from the soup of whatever uh, dish she caught a whiff of. If she um, became calm from eating the soup or the, um, or the gravy, um, then, then, it, then it's fine and everything is good. But if she did not calm down, um, we give her very little of the actual Devar Asur um, and space it out, um, this, the, space it out um, the time it would space it out so that she wouldn't be Hayav um, for eating Kedach Yat Paris. And we, we give her a little bit um, and then wait um, a little bit the time it would take to eat three bitsim and then give her a little bit more um, in, so that she wouldn't be liable um, for violating a, the scriptural um, prohibition. But if she still didn't calm down and wasn't appeased by eating her um, less, um, by feeding her slowly, um, again, slowly means eating less than the shiur, less than the time it would take to eat um less than a kezayit in the time it would take to eat shalosh Um If she still didn't calm down, we give her, um, um, should we feed her more until she is um, satisfied. And this situation of the ubara sheheriha, this pregnant woman that um, suddenly caught a whiff of forbidden foods and developed cravings, 
um, is an interesting case. Rabbi Yochai Makbili mentions that it's because she um, becomes in danger uh, because if she doesn't she doesn't fulfill her craving cravings, she might uh, miscarry the child. Another um, opinion regarding this is because the a woman who suddenly had extremely strong cravings pretty much loses um, her free will and can't really control um, control those cravings. Um, therefore, we allow her to. Um, we obviously don't from the get from the get go um, have her eat anything asur if we if she is appeased by eating things that are mutar then we obviously give her that but if she caught the whiff of the forbidden foods then um, we follow the process that I just mentioned if um, in in the same uh, in the same light, if um, someone who developed cravings and s- caught a whiff of something that had um, some type of vinegar or anything of that sort that would stir up a very strong craving in the person, um, we feed him the same way um, we would feed an ubara, and the same rule applies um, to him. Someone who um, suddenly was seized by um, an attack of um, extreme, extreme hunger. Um, Rabbi Yochai Makbili actually explains bulmus as someone who um, sudden, who was a hypoglycemic, um, which means that he had low blood sugar and um, he sees black and feels like they're about to faint and gets dizzy. Machilin oto devarim ha'asurin. Miyad, we um, immediately um, give him um, forbidden foods um, if that's the only thing that's there. Um, yes, Achi Yeoru Ainav, until um, his eyes brighten and he returns to normal. We don't search for um, foods that are permitted, rather, um, we quickly give him whatever is whatever food is at hand. And when we feed him, we should feed him the food that would be um, prohibited on a lesser level than the food that we would be prohibited on a more stri- stringent level, and would necessitate a um, and would and is a more um, and is a more strict prohibition. So we feed him the lighter, the, the forbidden food that is of a lighter prohibition. Um, then we, um, and if he wasn't satisfied by that, then we give him the food that would be a more strict prohibition. And the order of the strict um, to least strict prohibition of forbidden foods is the following. Um, the foods that would when, if he eats them, would be li- would be liable for karet is obviously the most strict. Then mitamidishamayim, then malkut, then um, other isure lavin that um, you would get. Um, you would get um, not malkut, but you would get makat mardut for violating it. Midirabanan. Um, so again, the order is karet, mitamidishamayim, malkut, and then um, makat mardut. 
And if yes, if his eyes lit up, then it's good. And if not, we give him obviously the um, the food that he that if a regular person would eat it, he would be liable for a more s- severe punishment. How exactly does this apply? So if he had um, either tevel or nevela, tevel is fruit produce that terumot and masrod were not separated from them and the pro and the and the punishment for eating tevel is mita bide shamayim but the pro but if someone ate the nevela his punishment would be malkut so if you had again tevel and nevela ma'achilin we first feed him the nevela first because the um the punishment for tevel is mita if we have um, a nevela and sefihe shaviit, sefihe shaviit are is produce that is um, that that grows during the seventh year of the shemitah cycle, and hahamim prohibited them to be eaten. Um, so again, if you have um, produce of Shavi'it and Nevela, we first give him the Sefiqe Shavi'it, the produce that is grown during the seventh year, because that is only prohibited Midirabanan, as we will see, Bezat Hashem in Choshimitaveyovel. Tevel Ushvi'it, Machilinoto, Shavi'it. If he had Tevel and Shavi'it, we give him um, the Shavi'it. Shavi'it is again the produce um, that is grown during the seventh year and obviously less severe. Then eating tevel. Tevel utruma. Im iyevshal datakena tevel. Ma'achilin oto tevel. She'eno kadosh ki truma. If you had tevel and teruma. Um, yes. If you weren't able to. Um, yes. Tevel and teruma. Because if it is impossible to. Um, fix the tevel and to um, and to separate um, separate the tumot and masrot from the produce. Um, we should first give him the tevel because it is because it is not to, it doesn't have the same degree of kedusha as teruma. So to anything of this sort um, regarding tevel and teruma, even though they are both both if they would. They both have the punishment of mitabi de shamay. Teruma can only be eaten by a kohen who is tahor. Um, because tevel, yes, yes, and on the on the other hand, tevel can be eaten by anyone once terumot and masrot are separated from it. That's why, um, that's hence the distinction um, Haramba makes that tevel is not as kadosh as teruma and so to again anything of that sort now the final part of this chapter will deal with uh, different combinations of um, isurin um, for one um, for eating one thing we mentioned in Hilchot Isure Biaperik Yodzain that um, t- that in that typically one prohibition cannot take legal hold where another prohibition already exists unless um, we have um, the following 
um, exception. Um, if the two Isurin are created at the same moment, that's Ba'in Ke'ahatis or Isur Bevat Ahat, or if um, it is a Isur Musif that the second Isur adds another um, prohibitive element um, into the uh, into the mix that was not included in the first Isur, or if it was an Isur Kolel, that Isur Kolel is when the second um, Isur is more comprehensive than the first Isur. And I'll give a quick example um, of each. Isur Vat Ahat is when, again, the Isur is created at the same moment. So, for example, if you have, um, if you have a guy who had a brother, um, and he, the brother marries a woman, at the moment of their marriage, um, that woman would be prohibited to this to the guy's brother um, from two um, reasons that were created at the same moment. She would be prohibited to him um, because she is now an eshet ish, and also because she is she is an eshet ah. Um, again, the that's isur bevatahad. The prohibition is created at the same time, named that uh, the moment of their marriage. Um, isur mosif. Um, the example of that is. Um, if someone, um, if again there is an added element of isur that is prohibited, um, so for example, yes, we mentioned in um, yes the example of isur mosif we mentioned in hilchot isur perik yodzain that. The second Isur again adds new elements to the Isur that the first Isur didn't have. So for example, if you had an Almana who was prohibited to only to the Kohen Gadol, who this Almana happened to be divorced. Yes, so if she was an Almana and then the Almana became divorced, so because the Almana is prohibited to the Kohen Gadol, now this, this Almana... Um, was divorced, thereby prohibiting her to any Kohen. Um, yes. And then Isur, that's the example of Isur Mosif. And then Isur Kolel is, if the second Isur is more comprehensive um, than the first. And the example of Isur Kolel is if someone ate something forbidden on Yom Kippur, that Yom Kippur prohibits all type of eating. And in that type of eating, um, obviously, um, yeah, so if, yes, that the second Isur, the Isur of Yom Kippur, is more comprehensive than the first Isur because the Isur of Yom Kippur prohibits all types of eating and included in that in those types of eating is also um, the eating of Isur. So that's Isur Kolel. So we mentioned again in Lechut Isur that typically Isurin um, cannot take, well, one Isur cannot take legal hold where another Isur already exists. Again, unless both are, unless the Isurin are 
Therefore, it is possible for one person by who eats one kezait to be liable for five sets of malkut, provided that he was warned for all five um for all five prohibitions that were involved in this one kazait. And we'll see exactly how um, how this applies. How so? Yes, so if you have um, if you have someone who is in the state of Tum'ah, who ate the who ate a kazait of Helev of forbidden fat. Um, of the remnant of a sacrifice that's notar um, on Yom Kippur. Loke mishum ochel helev, umishum ochel notar, umishum ochel be Yom Kippurim, umishum tamesh achal kodesh, umishum shenehena min kodesh umaal. So the five sets of malkut are the following. First, he would be liable for eating the forbidden fat. Second, he would be liable for eating the remnant of a sacrifice that's notar. The set, third set would be for eating on Yom Kippur. The fourth set would be um, eating um, eating sacred things, eating things that are Kodesh while he is Tameh, and deriving benefit from things that are Kodesh and um, misusing them. And yes, and deriving benefit from things that are designated for the Beit HaMikdash, um, and you, yes, and you deriving benefit from them. Halacha Yod Tet. And Hanabam asks, how exactly then does the um, does the isur does the, do the prohibition take hold on one another? because this animal, this animal, um, the fat of this animal rather, was originally forbidden to be eaten, but was permitted to derive benefit of it. Okay, that's the first prohibition of Yisur Helev. Then, Hikdishah, Ne'esar Helbah Bahanaya, Omitokshe Nosaf Bo Yisur Hanaya, Nosaf Alav Yisur Kadashim. And once the animal was consecrated to be brought as a Korban, its fat also became, became forbidden to derive benefit from it. Um, since And since the prohibition of adding um, yes, since the prohibition of deriving benefit is added, um, is, is yes, is added to the prohibition of the Helev, yes, yes, the pro, sorry, since the prohibition again of deriving benefit is, is now added because it was um, designated to be brought to the Beit HaMikdash, it was, it was Mukdash, it was designated to be brought to the Beit HaMikdash, this new Isur of uh, deriving benefit is added, um, is added to it. Yes, and the prohibition of using the fat of something that was um, designated is added to it. Yes. Um, now that the fat is still permitted to be brought on the, on the Mizbeah, but it is prohibited 
for a regular person. Nasa notar mitoch shenosaf bo isur lagavoa neesar lahediot, where now it was notar, it was the remnant and leftovers of a korban, so that the prohibition for to bring it on the mizbeach is now added to it, and it is also now prohibited to the regular person. So now once it became notar, it is prohibited to be brought on the Mizbeah and also obviously prohibited to a regular person. Um, also, the person who ate, uh, who would eat this was originally permitted to eat the regular flesh of this animal, but was prohibited to eat its fat. Nitma ne'esar af Once the animal um, became tameh, um, yes. Once the once it became tameh, yes. Yes. Once it became tameh by the tameh person eating it. Um, we mentioned the other Yisur was Tamesha Achal Kodesh, that you ate this, um, that you ate it, that you ate it while you were Tameh. Um, once it became Tameh, it's, um, all of its meat was forbidden. Nosaf lo Yisur ala chelev, that this, um, that once yet, yes, once it became Tameh, he is prohibited to eat its meat, um, obviously along with its fat, and this is another additional prohibition to eating its fat. Um, once Yom Kippur came along, um, this prohibited all foods. And since regular foods is also prohibited to be eaten on that day, it also applies to this Halev. So to anything of this sort. And I'll explain this halakha one more time just because it's a little bit difficult. So you have someone, a... Um, and it, it, someone who is Tameh, who ate the kezait of Helev, that was le- from a uh, Helev of an animal that was left over, um, that was Notar, um, that was left over from a Korban, and he ate all of this on Yom Kippur. So the first Isur that he does is the Isur of Achilat Helev, which is prohibited. Um, the second Isur that is introduced here is the fact that um, once the, because the animal was Hekdesh, not only it is its helev prohibited, but now it is prohibited to derive benefit from this animal once it is Hekdesh. This is called the Isur Mosef because a new prohibitive element was added. Once you ha- First you had the helev, which is prohibited to be eaten but permitted to derive benefit. Once it was Hekdesh, it is prohibited to derive benefit from the helev as well. The third Isur is the the third um, the third re, the third um, isur is the fact that it was notar. Now, what notar does, it is it is another isur mosif because the isur of mosif, it, the, because and the reason why is it, it is isur mosif is because once an animal becomes becomes notar, it is prohibited to be brought on the mizbeh. Prior to it being notar, it was permitted to be brought to the mizbeh. But once it is notar. Um, the, we have another prohibitive element that is introduced, and that is prohibited. That it is is that the, this this helev that was hekdesh that became hekdesh is prohibited to be brought on the mizbeach. The fourth isur is 
the fact that it was nitma that someone um, that someone um, who was tameh um, caused the animal that who, who someone who was tameh that ate it he ate things that were um, prohibited for him yes um, that is considered to be an isur it seems to be that it's an isur kolel because once he becomes tameh he is prohibited to eat the flesh of this animal including um, the including the halif. So the second sort of prohibiting the um, flesh of the animal because this individual became tameh um, also is added to that of the fat and the second prohibition of eating the flesh is more comprehensive than just eating the fat. And the fifth isur is that Yom Kippurim, um, it happened to be Yom Kippurim, that is again isur kolel, that because Yom Kippurim the prohibition of eating Yom Kippurim includes all eating, not just the eating of Isur. So it encompasses, um, obviously, the eating of this Helev. Um, and that's why someone who eats, again, um, a Tameh, someone who was Tameh, who ate the Kezait of Helev that was Notar Mina Mugdashin on Yom Kippurim, would be liable for um, five sets of, um, of Malkut. And with that, we finish um, the 14th chapter. Baruch Adonai Amin Amin.